This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, wa salatu wa salamu ala al mabruthi rahmatan lil alameen. نبينا وحبيبنا وقدوتنا وإمامنا محمد بن عبد الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وبعد. All praise is due to Allah سبحانه وتعالى. Blessings and salutations upon Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم. His entire household, all his companions. May Allah سبحانه وتعالى bless them and bless every single one of us and grant us all every form of goodness. And may Allah سبحانه وتعالى open our doors and may He grant us forgiveness in this beautiful month of Ramadan. Beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us lesson from this beautiful book that He has revealed to us and for us. You will notice a lot of repetition in the Qur'an, which means the reminder for salah, for example, the reminder for prayer or for charities, for zakah and so on, does not just appear once in the Qur'an, but rather it appears many times. And this is because as believers, we need reminders. Like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَذَكِّذْ فَإِنَّ الذِّكْرَى تَنْفَعُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ And remind, for indeed, the reminding will benefit the true believers. So, myself and yourselves, whenever things are repeated, we actually feel good about it and we... Learn a thing or two. Never be upset when someone repeats something many times. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us. We are blessed with so many gifts of Allah. If we would like these gifts of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to remain, and we are steadfast, we should remain steadfast. Like we've said in the past, a sign of the happiness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the condition of the heart, the contentment together with the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you are obeying Allah, and you are a person who is content, it means your iman is solid. It means that you are a person who really is a true believer in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You have understood why you are in this world and where you are heading. May Allah make us from amongst those. So Allah says, when we have granted you gifts as a nation or as people, we will never take the gifts away from a people unless they change their ways and weaken them after they were strong. So the Qur'an is as follows. We hear this verse number 53 of Surah Al-A'raf where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, ذَلِكَ بِأَنَّ اللَّهَ لَمْ يَكُمُ غَيِّرًا نِعْمَةً أَنْعَمَهَا عَلَىٰ قَوْمٍ حَتَّى يُغَيِّرُوا مَا بِأَنفُسِهِمْ Allah has decreed that He will not take away the gifts of Allah upon a people unless and until they have changed their own ways and they have abandoned the rule or the law of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then they deserve that those gifts be taken away. That having been said, sometimes Allah tests us. A test is different from a punishment and as we've explained so many times, it's all got to do with the condition of the heart at that particular time. So one who has lost all his wealth, if he is still content, still saying Alhamdulillah, his iman is strong and it is a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
But one who has lost something and becomes depressed and cannot go beyond that and begins to question Allah and becomes a person who is far away from Allah, in that case it may well be a punishment. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not do that to us. Then one of the methods that Allah has shown us to achieve goodness and peace in its real form is whenever we have a misunderstanding with people, in fact here the verse is speaking about the enemies. When the enemy who is at war with you is inclining towards peace in the real sense, then you too should incline towards the peace and then you lay your trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imagine if this is about a real enemy, what about between us? May Allah grant us goodness. When someone is inclining towards peace, it is the sign of a good believer to make that peace. When someone is asking your forgiveness, it is a sign of a good believer to forgive that person. Yes, if they commit something once, twice, three times, four times, you may want to deal with it slightly differently. You have the right not to forgive. But a person who constantly forgives those who wrong them is definitely on a higher level. Definitely on a higher level. They achieve much peace. And I want to tell you one very important factor. Brothers and sisters, when we have discrepancies and disputes amongst one another, Wallahi, if we are not to forgive and we are to hold it, it becomes a burden that can crack our shoulders, it can break our backs. Wallahi, when you have a dispute with someone and you can truly say, I forgive you, let's carry on. It is a release from your own captivity. That's what it is. You feel so good about it. That feeling will not be able to be described, but it is felt by the one who has experienced it. So learn to let go. Learn to forgive. Even though it is your right not to forgive. If you forgive, you might find it be so beneficial for yourself. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us benefit. Sometimes when we hold things claiming it's my right to hold, in actual fact it is greater detriment to ourselves and our own health. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us. So Allah says in verse number 61 regarding the enemy, when they are inclining towards peace and they want to make peace with you, then you too should incline towards that peace and lay your trust in Allah. For indeed, Allah is all hearing and all knowing. And if they want to cheat you, then in the next verse, Allah says, if they are trying to deceive you through that particular inclination towards peace, then you need to know Allah is sufficient for you. He will look after you. He will protect you. Amazing. May Allah protect us all. Then Allah makes mention of something important and the reason why we say this, each one of us should never underestimate the power of dua and supplication. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can do anything. Nothing is impossible for Him. Repeat what you want and repeat it again and again. And do not be shy to repeat it a million times. If you have conviction, a day will come. You get it as you want it by the will of Allah, if He wills that. Nothing is impossible. You know, Muhammad sallallahu made a powerful dua. With us, when someone harms us in a small way, brothers and sisters, or even amongst us as Muslims, someone did something maybe that was not so, you know, according to the belief of Islam, what we do? May Allah destroy him. May Allah break his bones. May he suffer loss. 
May he have this. May he see. May he be fixed by Allah. These are the types of dua we make. Because we are weak. We want to fix this man and sort that one out and do this and do that. So we are making dua for the destruction of him and he is making the dua for the destruction of us. So we have nowhere. But look at Rasulullah The biggest enemies of Islam, two people. Who were they? Abu Jahl. You know Abu Jahl? His name was Amr ibn Hisham. He was a dirty man. He inflicted bodily harm on Muhammad And Umar ibn al-Khattab was really a man who was powerful. He did not want to hear the name of Islam or Muhammad And he intended to go out and kill Muhammad But on the other hand, here is the Nabi. The one who was sent. وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ We have not sent you, O Muhammad ﷺ, except as a mercy for all the worlds, for all kinds, for all creatures. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us from that mercy. He says, اللَّهُمَّ أَعِزَّ الْإِسْلَامَ بِأَحَدِ الْعُمَرَيْنَ O Allah, I ask you to grant strength to Islam by one of these two enemies who are strong people, let them accept Islam, soften their hearts, let one of them come through so that at least Muslims can be strengthened. Imagine the type of dua. Imagine the dua. Look at the heart. Look at Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's example for us. He is saying, Oh Allah, you soften the hearts, bring forth one of these two. And no sooner did he make that dua, within a short moment comes Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anhu, he enters the room, he sees the sahaba radiallahu anhum, they look at him, they see a bit of blood stain on him, and he says, Ya Rasulallah. That's how he addressed Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa These people are ready, waiting to say, if this man intends any harm, we can swipe him. And he says, Inni ashhadu Allah ilaha illallah wa ashhadu annaka abduhu wa rasuluh. I bear witness there is none worthy of worship besides Allah. And I bear witness that you are the messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It was over. He was softened. He was put completely to the level where he became so powerful that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa says, if Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anhu treads on a gully or an alley, shaitan will never tread the same gully or alley. Always on another one. Shaitan, imagine, the devil knows not this man. <laughs> Allahu Akbar. May Allah grant us some strength at least. <laughs> Allahu Akbar. You know, a point comes to my mind. They say the devils are tied up in Ramadan. So all the evil that is happening, either it is the devil in us, or the little devils are tampering with us, or perhaps the devil has wound us before Ramadan in a way that we keep tapping our feet until we are unwound completely 30 days down the line and he finds us exactly where he wanted us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. Remember, in Ramadan, you need to soften up. You are showing your true colors. This is who you are. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us. So Allah says, verse number 63 of Surah Al-A'raf, وَأَلَّفَ بَيْنَ قُلُوبِهِمْ It is Allah. It is Allah who brought together their hearts. The hearts of those who were your enemies and those who were enemies of one another. Who brought together their hearts? It is Allah. Allah is all-powerful, almighty. لَوْ أَنْفَقْتَ مَا فِي الْأَرْضِ جَمِيعًا مَا أَلَّفْتَ بَيْنَ قُلُوبِهِمْ وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ أَلَّفَ بَيْنَهُمْ إِنَّهُ عَزِيزٌ حَكِيمٌ 
If you had to spend the whole world of materialism in order to try and bring these hearts together, you would not have succeeded. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who brought the hearts together. Indeed, He is all-powerful, all-wise. May Allah bring our hearts together. So we need to constantly make dua. Do not underestimate the dua of the softening of the hearts of those whom you might not see eye to eye with. Continue making the dua. A day will come when everything will be as though it never had happened. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us and grant us goodness. The next surah, surah At-Tawbah. We notice no bismillahir rahmanir rahim at the beginning of it. If you noticed, we read it last night without a bismillahir rahmanir rahim at the beginning of it and it is a continuation of the previous surah and in it, the punishment and the wrath of Allah is mentioned against the kuffar and against the enemies of Islam. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen not to have the words in the name of Allah most forgiving, most merciful at the beginning of that surah. So we are to say every surah of the Quran starts with the words in the name of Allah the most forgiving, most merciful. Besides one, and that is Surah At-Tawbah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us and may He grant us from His mercy. So Allah says in that surah regarding the hypocrites, sometimes you see people who are evil, evil people, but they are very wealthy. They've got lots of children. They are happy, sitting, you know, sitting so comfortable in this world. Allah says, don't let that impress you. If they are evil, all this that they have in terms of wealth and children will actually be the means of their destruction. Listen to what Allah says. This is why we've said in the past, when you have, it's not a sign Allah is happy with you. When you don't have, it's not a sign Allah is upset with you. But you need to know whether you are adopting Allah's command or not. Sometimes you find, like I say, evil people, but they are sitting so comfortable. Allah says in the Quran, for them there is no peace. We will wait for a while and then the same things we have given them, we will use those items in order to destroy them ultimately. Imagine you have so many children, as they grow up you are so happy. And when they grow up, the same children are a means of your punishment and your depression and your suicidal feeling, may Allah protect us. They say, there is nothing more hurtful to an individual than a child of his or hers who actually goes astray. Nothing hurts a person more than when their own child reneges and turns away from what is correct and from the path and actually is against them themselves. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless our children and our offspring and may He make us children who will be the means of the coolness of our parents' eyes. Amen. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, verse number 55 of Surah At-Tawbah, فَلَا تُعْجِبْكَ أَمْوَالُهُمْ وَلَا أَوْلَادُهُمْ إِنَّمَا يُرِيدُ اللَّهُ لِيُعَذِّبَهُمْ بِهَا فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَتَزْهَقَ أَنفُسُهُمْ وَهُمْ كَافِرُونَ Do not become impressed by the amount of wealth they have and by their children. Indeed, Allah would like to use both of those in order to punish them in this dunya with those two items. And so that when their souls are actually removed, they would be from amongst those who are disbelievers. May Allah protect us. May Allah make our wealth a means of coolness and comfort. And may He make it a means of entry into paradise. This is why my brothers and sisters, be generous with your wealth that Allah has provided you. Be charitable. Be charitable. The hadith says, مَا نَقَصَ مَالٌ مِّن صَدَقَةٌ No wealth has ever depleted through a charity. In fact, it has only grown. We will see a few verses inshallah later on this evening. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then makes mention of 
how serious it is to joke about Allah, to joke about the Messenger of Allah, to joke about the signs or the verses of Allah. Do not joke about the verses of the Quran. Do not joke about the pious, about those things connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because if we are to do that, it will result in us being punished in this world and the next. Do you know at the time of Muhammad sallallahu the hypocrites began to say, oh, these people are greedy, they only want the spoils of war and so on. They started uttering statements like these. And what happened? They were asked. They are talking about Sahaba. They are talking about Muhammad sallallahu and his companions. And these were hypocrites, elements who uttered bad words. They were asked, why did you say these words? Allah had revealed verses to Muhammad sallallahu exposing these statements. So he called them and he said, why did you say this? They said, oh, we were only joking. We were only joking. And then the verses were revealed. قُلْ أَبِ اللَّهِ وَآيَاتِهِ وَرَسُولِهِ كُنْتُمْ تَسْتَهْزِئُونَ لَا تَعْتَذِرُوا قَدْ كَفَرْتُمْ بَعْدَ إِيمَانِكُمْ Verse number 65 and 66 of Surah At-Tawbah. Allah says, Are you joking about Allah and His Messenger and Allah's signs? Nay, do not present your excuses. You have indeed entered the fold of disbelief after you were believers. May Allah protect us. Never joke about the verses of Allah. You know, sometimes we get messages on our phones and so on. We don't realize they are joking about heaven. They are joking about hell. These are signs of Allah. They are joking about verses of the Quran. This is something serious. They are joking about angels. These are some serious matters. Delete the message or send the person back a message to say, Brother, read this verse of the Quran. And there you are. 65 of Surah At-Tawbah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. Sometimes unknowingly, we could result in, or our deed could result in the snatching away of our own peace because we have joked about something dear to Allah. Something too respectful, something respectable, and we are joking about it. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us and grant us goodness. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also makes mention of how serious it is to joke and mock at those who are pious, those who are good, those who are trying to earn the pleasure of Allah. Don't ever laugh at them. If you laugh at them, Allah will create a day when you shall be laughed at. Allahu Akbar. Listen to what happened. At the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa he made an announcement sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that we have a battle and we are collecting whatever you can bring. So some people brought out. So the hypocrites were sitting on the side. And when people bring a lot of wealth, they, used to, they nudge each other and they say, he's showing off. So that's a problem. And when someone brings very little, they nudge each other and say, Allah doesn't need that. So then who is right? When you bring a lot, they have a comment. When you do little, they have a comment. Allah says, those are hypocrites. So Allah says, never ever. There was a man who did not have anything. So he worked all night. The following morning, he achieved a measurement of dates. He came back and gave half to Muhammad ﷺ and he kept half. What amount of wealth of his was that? 50% of whatever he owned, he gave it in. Percentage-wise, it's 50%. It might have been a half a little bag, half a measurement. And then there were hypocrites nudging each other and saying, Allah doesn't need this measurement of this particular man. Why is he acting like a big deal coming with a small amount? 
Wallahi, it could be the two rands that someone put in that box out there that has resulted in the blessedness, the work that we are doing. And maybe the other thousands of rands might have then been accepted because of the little two rand that was in there. May Allah protect us. Don't underestimate the value of a small amount. Sometimes we do not allow people to contribute a small amount. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows perhaps that wealth is purer than those big amounts that have come in. May Allah open our doors. Brothers and sisters, once again, be generous with your wealth, even if it means 50 cents at a time, but be generous. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala open our doors and may He grant us goodness. Allah says here, Subhanahu wa ta'ala, Alladheena yalmizuna al-mutawwi'eena min al-mu'mineena fi al-sadaqati wal-ladheena la yajiduna illa juhdahum fayaskharuna minhum sakhirallahu minhum wa lahum adhabun aleem. Verse number 79 of Surah At-Tawbah. Those who criticize the contributors from amongst the believers who do not find much to give besides a little bit of their own effort and they have given it. People who are scoffing at them, Allah says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will create a situation when they shall be scoffed at. Sakhir Allahu minhum. Allah will create a mockery out of them as well. And for them shall be a severe punishment. We don't want to laugh at people. You don't know who's a friend of Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Today we laugh at people, we joke about them and so on. May Allah forgive myself and yourselves. We don't want to earn the wrath of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about how serious it is to promise something to Allah and then not fulfill the promise. Sometimes people make a dua. What do they say? Ya Allah, this business of mine, if it excels, I will give 10% of it away for you. So mashallah, you started with 20,000 rands. 10% was 2,000 rands. And Allah says, okay, we're going to do that to you. End of two years time, 20 million rands. Whoa, how much do you have to give? You start scratching your head. And you say, mm, you know what? I, it's quite a big amount. What should I do now? Hey. So Allah says, we know we gave it to you as a test. We did not need your wealth. You are the one who promised. Now fulfill it. If you don't, listen to what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says. May Allah protect us. Wallahi, verses worth crying, my brothers and sisters. Verse number 75 of the same surah, surah At-Tawbah. Allah says, وَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ عَاهَدَ اللَّهَ لَإِنْ آتَانَا مِنْ فَضْلِهِ لَنُصَّدَّقَنَّ وَلَنَكُونَنَّ مِنَ الصَّالِحِينَ There are some people, some of the people, the hypocrites, they say that they promise Allah that if you are to give us something, we will definitely give from it or we will become pious. Some people say, Ya Allah, if I pass my exam, I'm never going to miss a salah again. You pass your exam and you don't get up for fajr the next morning. It's happening. We are just crying to Allah when we want things. And then we promise Him things. Wallahi. Do you know what Muhammad says? When you promise Allah things, it cannot bring about goodness. In fact, it is extracting a deed or two from a stingy person. You know what that means? When you promise Allah that, Ya Allah, if my child is cured, I will read four akats of salah. Allah says, do you know what was better than that? To say, Ya Allah, I've read four akats of salah, cure my child. Why treat Allah like a little baby who you give a sweet and say, if you come here, I give you a sweet. Astaghfirullah. Allah says, a person who is stingy to obey us, a person who is finding it difficult to actually engage in acts of worship, is now made to engage in acts of worship through 
something He is promising us. Yet we don't need those acts of worship. Allah says, keep your act of worship. Imagine someone call you and you're a big businessman and he says, come to my shop, I'll give you five rands. You laugh at him. What five rands? Keep it, man. I've got 50,000 rands. Allah is higher than all those examples. Imagine you telling Allah, Ya Allah, if you cure my child, I will read one Quran. Allah says, get away. There are others who read a hundred Qurans and they don't even ask me that. You see? So this is why the hadith in Sahih al-Bukhari makes it loud and clear to say, when you've promised Allah, you must deliver. But do not promise for things like this. Rather do the act of worship and show that you are a worshiper. Allah will open your doors without even you asking. That's the proper way. So there are two things we are talking about here. One is what the proper way is if you want to follow it. And the other is if you have promised Allah, then you better make sure you fulfill it. Because if you don't, Allah says, فَأَعْقَبَهُمْ نِفَاقًا فِي قُلُوبِهِمْ إِلَىٰ يَوْمِ يَلْقَوْنَهُ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has followed such people up with hypocrisy in their hearts. So it gets into their hearts because then they promised Allah and they didn't fulfill it. They are now hypocrites. They can do that to anyone and everyone. If you had cheated your maker, you will cheat anybody else. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us and grant us ease and goodness. Then, as we mentioned, the benefit of being charitable. Two things are mentioned in this verse, verse number 103 of the same surah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa to take the charities. And he says, Take from their wealth, from their wealth, the charities, in order that those charities will purify them and their wealth. Zakah, in actual fact, in a linguistic meaning, it means to purify, to cleanse, and it also means to grow. So when you give, you're actually sowing a seed, it will grow in so many ways. Some people have a million rands. In no time, it's finished. Some have 5,000 rands. Two months later, they still have 4,500. Allahu Akbar. May Allah make us from the latter and not from the former. Ameen. My brothers and sisters, so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, take from the wealth that which will result in their purification and the growth of their wealth and pray for them. For indeed, your prayer will result in their, com- in their comfort and in their, Allah says, sakanun lahum, it will be a means of their comfort, their peace, their ease. May Allah grant that to us. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks of the level of the companions. You see, today we have people with long tongues. They want to sway everyone. So you find, when you say Abu Bakr, they don't say radiallahu an. When you say Umar, they don't say radiallahu an. May Allah's pleasure be, be upon all of them. When we hear the name of Muhammad, we would be doing injustice if we did not say sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Really. We are engaging in a sin if we do not say Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, may peace be upon him. When we hear the name Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And when we hear the names of the companions, it is only befitting for their status that we say Radiallahu An with each one of their names. If a female Radiallahu Anha, may Allah be pleased with them, with all of them. So Allah says, verse number 100 of Surah At-Tawbah. وَالسَّابِقُونَ الْأَوَّلُونَ مِنَ الْمُهَاجِرِينَ وَالْأَنصَارِ وَالَّذِينَ اتَّبَعُوهُمْ بِإِحْسَانِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمْ وَرَضُوا عَنْهُ وَأَعَدَّ لَهُمْ جَنَّاتِ Allah says, the first in faith, 
those who accepted Islam in the early days from amongst the muhajireen, those who migrated, and the ansar, those who were the helpers, and those who followed them with goodness. Allah says, Allah is pleased with them. They are pleased with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah has prepared for them paradise. Look at the level, the status of the sahaba radiallahu anhum. And who was the best from amongst them? Who was the best from amongst the sahaba radiallahu anhum with the highest status undisputed? I would like to hear the name, my brothers and sisters. Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu anhu. Without doubt, undisputed, afdalu man masha ala al-ardi ba'da al-anbiya. The most honored and respected and the highest in status to tread this earth after the prophets of Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala was Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu anhu. Abdullah ibn Uthman, that was his name. His name was Abdullah ibn Abi Quhafa and his father Abu Quhafa was known as Uthman. So his name is Abdullah ibn Uthman radiallahu anhu, the greatest of men to tread the earth after the prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we know him as Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu anhu. May Allah bless them and bless all of us. This is why very importantly, you would like peace, make sure your companions are good. Your company is good. Allah says, beautiful verse 119 of the same surah. يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهَ وَكُونُوا مَعَ الصَّادِقِينَ O you who believe, be conscious of Allah and be with those who are truthful. Which means, keep yourself in good company. Be with those who are truthful so you will also be known as a truthful person. And you will be truthful. When you are with good people, you learn goodness. When you are with evil people, you learn bad. So in a nutshell, if you would like peace and goodness and you would like to develop correctly, make sure your company is correct. Do not be shy to delete part of your company if it is having a bad effect or impact on you. Because if you want to follow this verse, which is full of peace and it results in you achieving the calmness of your own heart, inner and outer, then you need to follow what Allah has said by staying away from bad company and engaging or, or having only company that will be beneficial for you. Then we have a powerful verse, very powerful. You see today from amongst us, not everyone is a scholar of Islam. Not everyone is a lawyer. Not everyone is a doctor. Not everyone is an accountant. We are all different. Do you agree? Every one of us, totally different. You might have a few who share one particular, for example, profession. We need every single one of you. Everyone. Do not underestimate the value of the baker. Or, for example, the plumber. Or the doctor. Or an accountant, for example. Or... An IT expert, subhanallah. IT expert is not a person who says, I'm it. No, no, no. <laughs> IT expert is a person who knows information technology, perhaps computers and so on. Today, when you say, I'm IT, they think, oh, I'm it. No, 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 you're not it. If you think you're it, then you have no profession. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness. So where do we get this from? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, and this is a beautiful verse, number 122 of Surah At-Tawbah. You know when there is a battle? Not all the believers should all be going at one particular time. Let some of them remain in order to learn the deen, in order to diversify so that they can then warn those who come back to them with the teachings of the deen. From this we learn, some would engage in that, some would engage in this, some would engage in something else. So as an ummah, we become independent. Something powerful. Something powerful. So you have a baker, you have a big supermarket, all Muslimin, and you enjoy 
dealing with the Muslims. Today, do you know the sad reality? And I'm going to end on this note inshallah. Brothers, when I say I'm going to end on this note, it's not because I want you to start getting up and walk out to get your car out of the place quick, quick. No. It's just so that you know that now we're heading to the end inshallah. <laughs> so, let me inform you of something interesting. Today, sadly, very sadly, we have degenerated to the degree that people prefer dealing with non-Muslims because they find them more honest. People prefer to work for non-Muslims because they pay better. People prefer, really, relation with non-Muslim because they happen to be upright. So, can't we change that? We are an ummah. Let's become people that everyone wants to work for us. There was a time with our fathers and grandfathers that it was like that. Do you know that? They were so trusted, people only wanted to work for Muslim because they were honest, they gave them good time, they treated them well, they helped them, they spoke to them, they respected them, they paid them well, they did not overburden them, they were, everything was mashallah flowing. Today it's the other way around. Our own workers in the homes, we swear them, we overburden them, we underpay them, we don't pay them, we abuse them and everything happening and we are Muslims and we say, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. They see us reading salah and then they see us straight after the salah swearing big words to them and abusing them so they relate the two together. Those who prosper straight on the ground to someone known as Allah. They are the ones who swear us and underpay us and undercut us. Imagine as ambassadors of Islam, we are destroying the image of Islam, yet it is the Muslim to blame, not Islam. This is why my brothers and sisters, we can change this. It's not difficult. Let's become honest. Let's become upright. Let's not rip people off. Let's not be abusive. Let's pay properly. You pay someone, give them a 10 rand increase tonight. Allahu Akbar. 10 rand is a little bit low, believe me. It's equivalent to one US dollar. Perhaps you might want to increase it a little bit more than that. Don't come to me and say, okay, you told us, so now give us the cash. <laughs> My brothers and sisters, let's enjoy this life in a way that we, we adopt the commands of Allah. We live a happy life. People are happy with us. When we die, they say, Ya Allah, grant him rahmah. I'm missing this man. Ya Allah, grant him rahmah, maghfirah. Ya Allah, I've learned something. I became a Muslim because this man was so good to me. Sometimes when we die, people are only there to say, Ya Allah. This man went eight years too late. He could have just died eight years before. Ya Allah, why did you delay so badly? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala safeguard us. May we not be from amongst those who, have, who are giving our deen a bad reputation. Let's be honest and upright. We meet again inshallah tomorrow by the will of Allah. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad. Subhanallah bihamdi. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika. Nashhadu an la ilaha illa ant. Nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayhi.